Welcome everybody, I'm your host Peter, and I'm bringing you the podcast Red Cliffs. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, this is actually the first podcast, which is really exciting for me, and I guess for you too, because you're watching it. But um, for the for these podcasts, we'll be mainly talking about politics and history. So strap in, this is episode 1, and for episode 1, we'll be talking about the top 5 smartest generals in history, ever, in the world. Number 5 Napoleon Bonaparte was the Emperor of France from 1804 to 1814 and again for 100 days in 1815. He fought a number of coalitions in Europe and for most of them he won. One of Napoleon's greatest triumphs was the Battle of Austerlitz where 68,000 French troops faced off against 95,000 troops of the Third Coalition comprising of Austria and Russia. Now Austria and Russia was nothing to be laughed at, and Napoleon barely had any allies. And from allies, they were weak. Even so, Napoleon won a decisive victory from this battle. Most of the time, the French troops were also outnumbered, which through Napoleon's military genius, he was able to come back and win the battle. Although great, Napoleon invaded Russia during the winter. Now, if you know anything about history or taking a history class, right? Your teachers will probably say, don't invade Russia during the winter. Although a genius, Napoleon isn't as great as any of the generals higher than him in this list. Number 4. Gustavus Adolphus. Gustavus Adolphus was the king of Sweden and is often known as Gustavus the Great and the father of modern warfare. During his life, he was referred to as the Lion of Midnight. Um, pretty cool name, pretty cool name I have to say. But, but, uh, you know, I literally have no idea what that means either, so. It, it gives you, it gives you character of him. He was a major player during the Thirty Years' War. Now, the Thirty Years' War was mainly fought in the Holy Roman Empire. And the Holy Roman Empire was a old empire that basically is Germany, right? Um, it was divided into a lot of smaller states, principalities, and kingdoms inside it. It was one of the most prominent empires during the Renaissance and the Age of Exploration. The Thirty Years' War is about religion. It was about spreading Catholicism to all of the Holy Roman Empire. But at the time, Gustavus wasn't Catholic. He worried about the spread of Catholicism. So he traveled to the Holy Roman Empire and because he was such a military genius, he had basically modernized armies that attacked the Trubbish Holy Roman Empire and pushed him back. He used gunpowder and muskets to kill a lot of the Holy Roman Empire soldiers. It was finally when the Spain Emperor and the Holy Roman Emperor teamed up and killed Gustavus in 1632. But he was still a great military general. That's why he was named the father of modern warfare because he actually used gunpowder and used many of the modern warfare techniques we use today. No Number 3. Zuga Ling or his courtesy name Zuga Kuming. And do you guys know what Koming means in China? It means smart. So his name literally translates to Zuga Smart, which gives you guys a perspective on how smart he was as a general, right? 
Now, Zhu Goliang was a general during the Three Kingdoms era of China. The Three Kingdoms era of China was when China was split into three dynasties. The dynasty of Shu Han, the dynasty of Wei, and the dynasty of Wu. Zhu Goliang served under the dynasty of Shu Han. Probably the weakest dynasty, Shu Han was in the southwest of China. So that means they were landlocked. They couldn't get any food from the ocean. Plus, most of the population in China live in the northern province of China. And Shu Han was the dynasty that had the least amount of population. So there is a rarer chance of a prodigy born in Shu Han. Even when Shu Han was severely lacking in manpowers and resources, it still defended itself quite nicely because of the command of Zugolan, the region at the time. Zugolan had to defend against Wei and Wu, because Wu was also a vassal state to Wei. Even so, Zugolan did take a province from Wei, the most powerful dynasty at the time, led by one of the most powerful warlords in China at the time, Cao Cao. He developed many artillery, like a Zuga crossbow, and many compare him to Sun Tzu, the author of The Art of War. Number 2. Alexander the Great Not even at the age of 30, Alexander looked across the beneath of his domain, and he knew he had nothing else to conquer. His empire stretched from Macedonia to India. He also had everybody in Macedonia and India who wanted to kill him and actively seek to kill him. Alexander casually overcame this to the extent that he founded 20 separate cities in his name and he continued for centuries to be revered as a god in many of the lands he had conquered. His tactical genius is still studied in military academics today, over 2,300 years later. And he was never killed. He just drank a vast of poison. Enough said. Number 1. Genghis Khan Genghis Khan literally means universal ruler. So, you know, that's how powerful he was at the height of his empire, the Mongol Empire. The Mongols pushed into China, Russia, and the Middle East, and even Europe. And Genghis Khan was often ruthless, killing the entire population of many cities that fell before him. Conversely, he was also religiously tolerant, incredibly tactically astute, perfecting the trick of feigned retreat and a master of maintaining supply lines over his gigantic empire, which after his death grew to become the largest continuous empire the world has ever seen. Now let's go back to him conquering Russia. He invaded Russia during the winter. The unpenetrable Russia, he was penetrating it. He conquered something that nobody was able to do in history. Alright, the next section we have a special guest, John Hansen, who took AP European History and passed it with a 5. He'll give us a public service announcement telling us what to do and what to try for in a leader. Hi, Peter. Hey, John. As you know, today we're talking about bright leaders and the five brightest leaders in the world. 
As an AP European course taker and a pastor, I would like to ask you a few questions about generals and leaders. All right. What would you like to know? Well, let's start with who do you think is the most brilliant military general? Well, let's. See. I would have to go with the Dutch king and English king of Orange, forming a personal union, William the Third of England. Why do you think William is one of the best generals in history? First, he united the Dutch and English under his personal union. Overthrowing the English king, creating the event called the Glorious Revolution. He even convinced English soldiers to fight for him during his invasion on England. All right. Next question. Do you think modern leadership is as good as the leadership from the past? Modern leadership is definitely better than past leadership. Under modern leadership, soldiers are more organized and they are overall treated better as humans. Okay. Last question. What is one thing you would urge every American to do for better leadership? Vote. Modern leadership in America is chosen by Americans, which not many past empires have had the option to do. Vote for who you think is the better leader with better policies and a better charm for inspiring the people. All right, I will do that. Thank you for joining us today, John, and make sure to have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you for joining us in episode one of our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and goodbye. I hope you'll stay tuned for the next one.